When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to another live stream edition of the John Con Report. There's Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders. I'm joining you, talk work if you're Watching us, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. You can find us there if you're listening to us later on Empire Media, A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. You can always read my work on ESPN.com. I have a story up now on Sam Howell. We still have confidence in the young guy, and they should. So that's up on ESPN.com. There's also a story up on Josh Harris from my ESPN colleague, Ramona Shelburne. So you can go check that out, check that out as well. And don't forget, the more programming notes later in the week. Thursday, I'll be back. I'm going to be talking to Logan Paulson. So you guys want to know what's up with the protection. I'm going to be talking to Logan about that and then keys and predictions for Friday. So, Bram, we are just talking about this. We're not going to spend a lot of time rehashing a 37-3 drubbing. But just a couple comments on what your, after watching the game again, watching the film, your initial take on that Disaster. It was really bad. I mean, you know, like a lot of times we when we do this after the fact and, you know, whatever your feelings are, you know, it's like uh, the coaches like to say this. It's never as good as you thought it was. It's never as bad as you thought it was. This one was pretty bad. I mean, like this, like across the board in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not going to dwell on how he did not play well. Um, you know, like a couple of the interceptions were really bad decisions on his part, um, especially the the pick uh, in front of Gibson. Uh, where he the free rusher came and he threw it right in the arms of a Bills player. And then obviously the pick six was just really bad, you know. And I mean, the first one too, frankly, was just really bad first decision. One. First one was bad. Um, you know, the protection was not great again. Uh, and then, you know, honestly though, I mean, my biggest takeaway, and I like, I know nobody wants to really criticize EB and I'm not sure that I'm going after EB here, but like, honestly, um, after a couple of weeks of tape, it looked like the Bills were sitting in their huddle. I mean, the more you sit there and watch like what happened the other day, like go watch the all 22 of this, like they, they were all over them. So I, I, you know, while Hal needs to make some better decisions and the protection needs to be better and maybe they should have run the ball more in hindsight, you know, obviously because Brian Robinson is a really a lone bright spot, I think offensively for them. Um, I really feel like the bills were on them. They had scouted them. And to me this week, I think a lot of self-scouting needs to be done. They were not fooled by very little. I mean, there was one drive, the one that ended up with the turnover on downs. There was some plays that really worked to their favor and seemed um, to have the bills going the wrong way. But you just go look at the sacks, the interceptions. And while some of the decisions are bad, I, I got to tell you, John, like they were all over it. They knew what was coming. Um, and so I, I think this is something they got to go back to the drawing board here a little bit. Like there's there's some self-scouting that needs to be done offensively for sure. Well, with, with Sam Howell, too, the more you get – for any young quarterback, the challenge is the more film that's out there, the more they get a read on what you do, where you want to go in certain situations or how you handle certain looks. And and even though, you know, the whole speeding up thing or, you know, processing or 
getting through your reads quicker. That's going to take time because it's not like you see one defense. Now you got to figure it out. You're going to see something new pretty much every game. And the protection's got – I don't know that the protection is – the protection has to give him more time because he needs more time. He's got to get through his, his reads quicker, but he also needs more time. And I said this in the podcast yesterday – there's part of me that you know, I look at the way this line is constructed and you have a line that's four new guys starting or four starters at new position, starters at new, four new position, four positions, new starters, four positions. And then you have a young quarterback. It's a tough way to go. And you, it's not like you're talking about a first round pick here and a first round pick there. You're talking about a kind of a, you know, veteran. Okay. Line in front of a, and you're trying to come together in front of a rookie quarterback. If you put a veteran quarterback behind this group, it's going to look a lot different. But they needed to do a better yeah. job of constructing a line, I think, that would give Howell a better chance for success because he needs that extra time. But then the decisions, Bram, and here's where I go back to the decision. So it was – I think it was um, the Denver game. So and there was a similarity, and I was watching some of this again today. And this is where he's going to have to correct it. And it's where the mindset's going to change a little bit. And the more you do it, the more you learn. So in the Denver game, if you remember, he threw, he almost threw a pick. It was like second down and long in the red zone. Linebacker almost makes a pick, right? And it's like, it's one that's like, oh, that's a really, really, really tough throw. And, you know, you need to be a little bit smart with the ball. And then we go ahead to last week and that first drive, that, that third and 19, you didn't have to force it there. And, and that play, you know, the linebacker's job is to do one thing. You're dropping to depth as you're going yeah. back to the first down. So you're playing right there. And that's one where you're going to have to learn that in that situation, what you need to do is get points. It's third and long, real long. Chances of picking that, that gain up, unless you're um, an Ohio State quarterback facing Notre Dame on the last drive, which is my little <laughs> plug there, then the chance of picking that up are really slim. So you need to be smarter with that. And so that's the thing. Those are the things that I'm looking for out of him moving forward is how do you handle that situation the next time? Yeah. And sometimes, though, it's really hard with him because, you know, even against like against Denver last week, it, you'd see these throws where it's like that's just a really, really good throw. So it's there for him. We've seen it. It's just that some of those decisions he's going to have to improve. Um, but anyway, let me ask you this, too. What is your big concern moving forward now having watched a few games Going forward, what are some things even coming out of this game that is a concern versus something you say, well, that was bad in this game, but I'm not concerned about it? Um, I mean, I was worried about this going into Denver that like the simulated pressures really got them in the first week against Arizona. And I, you know, I knew Denver would be very aggressive. Um, I thought they handled it, you know, a lot better against this particular team. They did not. This was by far the best defensive line they had faced of the three groups, um, the most experienced group uh, across the board. Really, that's a contender. Um, the the reports of their demise are greatly exaggerated. Um, I think you saw that. You I, you can't have five turnovers against anybody, but against a team like that, the score is going to end up looking like that. Um, and I you know I think there were two things. Like I really do feel like you know I'm, I'm not absolving Hal. I I agree with you. He made bad decisions. Three of the four interceptions were bad decisions. One of them his arm was hit and the ball didn't yeah. get there. Um, but the other three, I mean, Terrell Bernard points out exactly where points out to exactly who he's covering on this play runs back to a spot. The ball's thrown there and he makes a nice play. Um, they tricked him on a protection where he threw to an outlet and there's a corner standing there, John. I mean, there's a corner standing there waiting for the ball to come to him. The bills were on this. And that's why like what, what concerned me here is 
Like I do think some scout, some self scouting needs to happen here to help him out a little bit, because if he's going to be um, predictable in the decisions that he's going to make, well, they're going to have to help him make some other decisions schematically on the chalkboard. So, so from that perspective, um, I think they need to help him out. And that's why I feel like this is, this is a little more than just pointing at Hal for sure. He also like any, and I think this doesn't need to be said, but seemed to need to be a little bit over the last couple of days. Anybody thought they were going 17 and zero, and he's like the next Tom Brady needs to slow their role a little bit here and understand that there's going to be some rough games with a young quarterback. Everybody has them. And he's had his, and hopefully they'll learn from this. The really tough part is we saw the defense that they played last night completely overwhelm an offensive line, and I'm really obviously concerned that that's their next opponent, you know, that that's who they're going to be playing. So can they fix everything in a week or maybe do some things a little bit differently and get out of whatever tendencies they're showing here early and help Hal out? I'd like to see that. Um, and I, I agree with, you know, everybody in hindsight, it's so easy to say they didn't run the ball enough and that Brian Robinson has been their best asset on offense thus far and they got away from it. So I would like to see a little bit more of him because if there is a pop in his development, um, he's becoming more of a two cut running back, which is a really nice development here the last couple of weeks. So, you know, he's becoming more of a productive player in bigger, longer runs, not just somebody you can rely on to make one cut, go get the most yardage out of a run. He's actually turned a couple into long ones. So that's really good. And then defensively, I thought Rivera put it really well the other day. And until I rewatched, you know, I, I I didn't totally, you know, again, I wanted to watch too, but describing it as they, they got into their head a little bit. Yeah. I got to tell you, their defense unraveled a little bit. You know, like there were the passing, the rush lanes were so wide open by the middle of the second half. And honestly, I've gotten accustomed to seeing their defensive line bring consistent pressure. I did not see that over and over and over as the game moved along. And I guess someone like Allen, you're, it's a death sentence against somebody like him. So this was not a great performance by the defensive line as a whole. Um, I know nobody wants to hear criticisms of John Allen. I don't think it was his best game by far. Like, I, I don't think he had his best game. Um, there was one situation where I'd have to ask the coaches, but like Chase Young did a twist around Allen. It didn't look like Allen was like ready for that. And so we're back to the communication stuff on the line. Are they working collaboratively? collaboratively with I did another. see one time where I did see one time where they yeah they definitely were Allen was playing yeah. off him like that I mean I think we know that the linebackers in coverage can be taken advantage of I think they were a little bit you know and then you know frankly so I, I don't think the defense played particularly well and you know I'll get to this one really quickly I might as well you know like we could talk about Jahan Dotson for a moment but Emmanuel Forbes had like 40 percent of the defensive snaps I I I was surprised by that too. You know, like I was very surprised by that. So I don't know what your sense is of what's so, going on there with him. Well, so part of it is they love Kendall Fuller in this system. First and foremost, he does a good job in the zone match and they really like Benjamin St. Juice. And, you know, and I think, I also think Bram, when they're going to like a bigger package, Manuel Forbes against the run, like we've seen him make a couple tackles, but it was not good against Denver last week. Right. And so, you know, that's something that's an area of his game where if he gets it right, if he gets the right angle, it's going to be OK. But if the guy's squared up, it's a little bit tougher for him. But, you know, I think the other the other part is like I think the other two are probably just at better points in, in where in this system than Forbes is right now. And so I think that's a definite part. And so they use a lot of the other day. It was a little bit more of the three safety packages than it was. A, the. But he did like he covered digs and a couple of times, like the one time. I don't want to say he got beat by him because I don't think that's accurate. It was a scramble drill a couple of times. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then he just, the one, the first one, you, the quarterback makes a hall of fame play. I mean, you yeah. know, 
So it's not, I don't blame him for a, dro- a guy dropping a dime under duress. Um, so, but I do think, I do think that's what it is. It's they really like Fuller. Um, they really like St. Juiced and he's their third corner. But the, the thing that, the thing that, the thing that gets me on that Bram yeah. is your first four picks. None of them are starters. I mean, you know, you have one guy, Forbes is good. Forbes is their, one of their top three corners. That's good. Right. Yep. Quan Martin is now a special teams guy. That's right. You know, Ricky Stromberg is, is, is a backup. Braden yep. Daniels is a backup. And yep. if all goes well, if they get better, then those two don't play this year. So that's to me is a hard part of this class. Like I still like Forbes, I think, but I, when you want to see why is he playing more, I think that's it. But I like him. I think the guy still has a nose for the ball. I do think that, you know, there's some areas in the right. If I'm another team, I'm going to test him in the run. And um, definitely, you know, but I don't think that's, I don't know that that's a reason, but I do think they, I know it's, they like Fuller. They like St. Juiced. He's their third corner. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The question was, will Terry and Dotson get more targets? Um, Terry's actually been highly targeted the last couple of weeks. I'm not really concerned about him. I will say, though, if you go look at the air yardage to Terry, they're not trying him downfield much yet. I mean, there was the one in Denver, obviously, but even in this case, Terry had the second most targets, had the, you know, got hit on every target, but everything was underneath with him. So there was really not much down the field at all. And with Jahan, you know, I think I'm always like wondering about this with the amount of targets that they have. Someone gets lost in the shuffle. Jahan has here early in the season. He's not seeing a ton of targets. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. I'm not worried about it, but you clearly, you don't want to forget about someone like this. So, yeah. And I don't think they will. I don't think they will. And there were a couple of times in the red zone where I felt like he did a good job getting himself open now, one of them was um, an incompletion, and he was open on the other side. But the safety, there's a nickel guy, was kind of in his area, but he read, he went with Howell's eyes to the other side. So it makes Jahan look more open than I think he really was at the time of the play. And, and um, But even on the one, I think it was incom- there was the five-yarder to, to Cole Turner, Dotson's breaking open behind him. So I, I think – this, you know, I think they, there are a lot of slow developing plays in this offense or longer developing plays. That's why you need a little bit more. Um, I do see him still getting open um, for the most part, right? And so I do think he'll get stuff at a certain point. But here's the thing, you know, everyone wants to run the ball more. When you run the ball more, that means some of these guys aren't going to get as many targets. Yeah. And someone's always going to shut out. But I do think Jahan's time will come. Yeah, um, I do. Because too. it has to. Now, I – I what I thought, Bram, though, is I thought we'd see a little bit more to get him on some crossers. We were getting him in space a little bit better to create opportunities after the catch, like we saw from him in the Dallas game last year. We we haven't really seen that enough yet, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, this question is, is: Is there any surprise of his lack, B. Rob's lack of involvement in the passing game after the play in Denver? Could his role grow with Gibson's fumbling issue? The second part of that question is something, you know, do the coaches trust Gibson carrying the load or getting opportunity because of the fumbles? I'd have to ask them how they feel about that after two and three weeks. But 
the reality is Gibson is expected to be the guy who comes out of the backfield and gets opportunities as the running back. And, you know, I honestly, at this point, like I still wouldn't get away from that. Him in space can be devastating if they can ever really unlock it. They had one play in Denver where you kind of saw it, but you know, trust is going to become an issue here, obviously. Well, the other part of the equation here is, is the pass protection. And I think, I think Robinson is still a little bit inconsistent in that area compared to Gibson. And I know the other day it was, he, he, kind of got moved, blown up by a defensive end, but it's a defensive end. I mean, but I've seen him kind of be a little bit up and down with that. He's a good pass catcher. We saw that, but he brought up Gibson's or Robinson's involvement in the pass game in Denver. Gibson also had the big run too in passing on the screen. So although having said that, you know, watching that Denver game, I, for some reason I was watching some more of that today. And there was a, on the screen to Robinson, Cosme cuts in front of Sadiq Charles and trips him up and you have, Otherwise, that may have been a touchdown. So anyway, but the 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 there's a couple of things with that. Again, I think the pass pro is is a part of the equation, and Gibson does a nice job with that. Um, but and they don't have anybody else. I think is really a natural third down back. I think that's what Antonio would do best. But you know, I don't. I I, I would like to see Robinson carry the ball a little bit more. Now, yeah, I think ten was too low. Um, you know, this, this one got away from them in a lot of ways. I think it unraveled on them late. Uh, Brian had asked something about uh, if something isn't done about the left and right tackles, then expect an injury. He goes, not if, but when. So it's a huge oversight here, bargain shopping for your offensive line. And if it doesn't work out, it is going to be a, I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an accurate criticism here. Like they have not put a lot of resources into this. I like Nick Gates. I thought that was the best pickup of the off season, you know, into a pretty good guard. I don't think this was his best game, but the first two were very good for him. I think right. Sadiq Charles actually has been very good, and there's been limited bright spots from the other day, but I think Charles has been very good, very aggressive, can get to the second level. I like him. The tackles have been, you know, they've had their moments here for sure. And, you know, one of them was a free agent that they brought in. So I don't know what they're going to do about it. I don't know if there really is much to do about it, but clearly it's going to be an open criticism of the team. If the offense doesn't start limiting some of these sacks that aren't on how, um, and there aren't as many turnovers and, you know, in the case of third and goal at the one, not being able to score with Brian Robinson. I mean, that's going to it like the criticisms will continue to come for the team. That one on that one too, they got moved back and that was a problem, but you know, and even on the sacks of those sacks, the only lineman who truly gave up one was Wiley. That was it. Um, now, Gates on one pressure gave up pressure, and I kind of put it both on him and Powell. But having said that, the pockets haven't, you're never going to, you rarely get these clean, clean pockets unless you're Josh Allen, um, because he had a lot I mean, of clean pockets. He had it, and, and like, in fair, I thought Buffalo did a really good job with it. He took some seven step drops. They kept, they used six, seven man protections a lot. So there was a lot of that. But with, with um, for Washington, the tackles, the only thing you can really try and do is kind of game plan around it. And this is one of the things that we I wasn't sure about how the line would go is how would the scheme impact it? So yeah. what do you do now? Like you now the enemy after three games has to know, like, I mean, you're not in Kansas City anymore. So what do you do? Like, that's a really good offense. There are really good plays that are drawn up at times. And so, like, there's a lot of good things with this offense, but how are you? How is he going to adapt to what they're now showing? Does it is it a little bit more run? Is it the quick game? I thought it was going to be a bigger deal, but at some point you still got to go down the field, right? 
And yeah. so can you afford those longer developing plays if you know that how may may need an extra tick to get through that? And how are you going to coach that with them? And that's why I wanted to have Logan on for Thursday instead of just doing an Eagles preview is just because I think the protection stuff is a big deal. And when I say protection, it's not just the line. It's all of them. Um, it's receivers are included in that as well because of how they run their routes, where they're starting from, et cetera. Anyway, um, but yeah, I agree. Like the problem with the tackles too, though, this is an off season solution that they're going to have to, they can't really fix it until the off season. Right now you have to coach around it. I mean, and, it's like you know, with a young quarterback in the spring, when I was sitting there on the sideline, this team screams that they're going to pick a tackle in the first round or buy one on the free agent market. You know, Like it was obvious back in the spring that this is something they were yeah. going to have to address. Um, and hopefully they can figure it out and get a little bit better here. I, I really, I'm not totally down on the interior part of this offensive line. I actually think that this is going to work out and be fine, um, you know, with time, because I like Cosme Gates and Charles at this point. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. The tackles do need some help. And obviously, look, in this league where um, a couple mistakes flip games, um, they make too many of them, whether it's the quarterback holding the ball too long, making some bad decisions, the tackles getting beat, um, you know, it's just a variety of things. And frankly, like, I don't want to let the defense off the hook here. Like I, I think it unraveled on them too. And I would just reiterate what Rivera said that I, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, say, Oh, Josh Allen got in their head, but he said it. And then after rewatching it, I got to tell you, like, it was kind of all over the map. The rush lanes were all over the map and it like was kind of reminiscent of a couple of years ago when you'd watch them and Rivera was talking about like communication and maturity and things like that. And just kind of not being on the same page. And I'm just hoping it's, you know, a bad game, you know, like yeah. we've seen this a million times, like they are two and one and they've always righted themselves in the past. And I'm hoping that that's going to happen again. You know, the, the tough part is who they're playing this weekend. Like that, that's the tough part. They've here. also played well against them for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that's the tough part here, like the, who they're playing and, you know, I've heard so much from the Eagles people about what happened last year on Monday night football, that this thing's been earmarked the whole time as like revenge game for them for in front of their fans. They feel like they owe them one for that. So I've been always concerned about this game on the schedule, no matter what. Plus they're really good. And if you watch them last night, how they controlled the line of scrimmage off of what happened the other day, you're not going to feel very good about that matchup. I mean, obviously on Sunday, I mean, clearly protection and controlling the line of scrimmage or doing your best to control the line of scrimmage is going to be the game for the Washington offense, whether they well, control that front. So I don't, you know, yeah. and I don't feel overly confident going into it, but I will give Rivera this. And I think people should be reminded of this. They've started slow in a lot of seasons. They've always righted themselves right around this point or a couple of weeks from now. So usually a few I, weeks later, yeah, usually a few weeks later. Um, and, you know, listen, hopefully they win one of the next two, and then they're three and two. And if things kind of get shifted around and righted, then we'll be okay here. You know, like, again, you have this opportunity. It's a long year. You know, it's a really long year, but that was a bad game. I mean, like all the way around, there were a few people I thought performed pretty well, but overall on both sides of the ball, I don't really think you're not giving out a lot of helmet stickers this week. You know, like you really aren't. Cam Cheeseman snaps snap was really good. (laughs) My, my concern for this week is now, you know, and I agree the interior has mostly been pretty good. However, I felt like there were too many times where one of those guards or the, or the center was getting moved back into Howell's lap. And it's like, so he's not getting hit on the play, but you're being impacted by a hand in your face. And he's sometimes making really good throws with that. So, like, I'd like to see, I think that interior is going to have to really kind of, um, I guess, buck up this week. 
because you're facing some really good interior defensive linemen. And um, I think that's going to be yeah. a matchup to watch in this game. And they have to do like, I think like Cosme, I think he's going to have to anchor a little bit better than what he did, you know, last week, even. Um, you know, this question from Jacob, why don't run Sam a little bit more, roll him out left to the right. I agree with the second part. I think he's very good on the move. I've been saying this from the get-go that one of his real strengths is especially moving left. They can do that with him. And so this goes back to when we talk about the changes that need to be made, I do think the offensive play callers need to think about this a little bit and do some things to try to get the defense off balance because that was, they were sitting in Washington's huddle. I like the, the more you watch it, Buffalo was beyond overprepared for what happened the other day, waiting for the mistakes to occur. And they did. And the whole thing unraveled on them. Well, so, and- you know, like I, I think this is, this isn't everybody thing, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to have to make do with the offensive line and hopefully be better. Um, do they need to run the ball more because they're better at it? Maybe. Do they need to move Sam around a little bit more to try to keep things off kilter? I agree with that. You know, should they, you know, target other people more often? Sure. In a perfect world, you do. But there's a lot to talk about here. I mean, there really is. Well, so the, the whole rolling out thing, to me, it's changing the launch angle. So I don't, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not a, I don't mind the sprint rollouts. You can only do your you can't you can't do them very often because you're cutting down. It's not even just half a field. It's about a third of the field. So it makes it really hard to then if it, nothing's there, then you're screwed. So I'm not a huge like, but I am a big fan of changing the launch angle. And you see like you see like how Kyle Shanahan would do that with a Brock Purdy. It's not just a, like a it's just like a little bit of a half roll. So maybe you're cutting it down a little bit, but you're changing the launch angle and you're giving the defensive lineman something different to look at. I like like the RPOs. I feel like they they can they use that a couple of times. And Robinson had some success running the ball off that. And I think that's a way that, you know, maybe a few more of those. And um, but I do think that, you know, um, what maybe a boot or two. And I, you know, and not every team is susceptible to that, but those are things that you can do to change the launch angle to give him a little bit more protection, give the defense a little bit more to think about because right really right now it doesn't look like they are and I you know the other thing is you know I I think the bigger the biggest hurdle right now for Sam is just seeing it and then trusting it and then getting rid of it or just you know it's like it's that okay I see this now I got to do this now I can do this and once he gets that boom that free flowing that's when I think we'll see a difference now one of the things that he was knocked out for coming out of college was he held the ball a little bit too long However, I think he's a smart kid, and I do think he'll learn from a lot of this stuff. It's just that people have to remember he is a young quarterback, and yeah. as much as people want it to be right now, it doesn't work like that. I mean, he's, you know, so he was – I thought he had a lot of good moments in those first two games, and this last week was hard. So here we go. What's this next one, Brown? Uh, let's see. Are any adjustments being made to the defense being killed by the opposing quarterback running and scrambling to convert the third times and multiple times on third and long? Haven't um, noticed that. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, the you know, like uh, Rivera likes to talk about it, like rush lane discipline and contain, um, and I agree. And, like, I'll take the example of the first one that he converted on the first drive, Allen. Um, he broke contain. They didn't, as they like to put it, finish. They didn't tackle him. And there's just wide open space because the linebackers were covering people. So there's just wide open space. So... You know, I like, what do you want him to do? Like not cover the people they're supposed to cover. So this is incumbent on the defensive line containing and they're relying on the defensive line to do that. 
And in this case, with this particular quarterback, I don't want to go too crazy about it because he is who he is because of these things that he does. So like, I don't right. want to go, I don't, you know, he's, he makes plays like this. He's got another one Sunday. On everybody. It's why he's in MVP conversations every single year. He's an elite player. Um, but I agree in general. And I think Rivera would agree, agree in general. This, this is the one that sticks with him all the time. He always brings this stuff up. Um, you know, that there was, there was problems here with the rush lane discipline and the coordination of it. And he you know, constantly talks about, they need to finish and wrap people up. And it, it just did not happen. And once Allen gets away, forget it, you know, like it, it's a lost cause. Well, and they did like, and the rush discipline has always been an issue for them. And I do think you have guys up there who can make plays. And I think they're sometimes trying to make a play and you get out of your rush lane. You're maybe you're going from a, going for a sack, whatever. So that makes it tougher and, you know, there are a couple of times where they did blitz. Cam Curl had a shot at, at Josh Allen on the touchdown run that Allen had. Josh, Cam Curl's got him. He just doesn't get him down. You know, they did use a spy at times. But it really, to me, starts with the being able to contain him because you're going to face, you know, you have this week, you have Jalen Hurts, so you have Justin Fields. You're going to have a couple of games with Daniel Jones. You know, you and we've seen what, you know, Daniel Jones is an MVP candidate whenever he plays this team because he'll make two runs in those games where it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, but so they do have I think I do think a lot of it starts with that discipline. And, you know, and that's I think that's just something when you 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 have four guys up front who, you know, Deron Payne knows you can go get the quarterback. And sometimes when you've got this mindset, you get out of your lane a little bit. And and that's all it takes, because, I mean, we've seen it and that's where they get hurt. But it's it usually comes back to that. Yeah. And they again, the people who want to spy, they do use a spy in those cases. Like there were times that Cam Curl looked like he was doing using his using a spy same with Jamin Davis they were yes yeah so but you know he's, it's Josh Allen is really good but but and it's yeah. funny because I did ask Rivera because he was leaving yesterday like what can you do on that play he's like on that first play where he just flips it to Stevon Diggs like contain you got to contain yeah. him. nothing I mean they they wanted him in the pocket or moving to his left and in the couple of times that they induced him to go to his left were the times he actually threw balls that were really dangerous and he got Correct. lucky they weren't picked off they just Correct. ended up being incompletions like so he gave them a couple of the type of plays that they were hoping to get they just didn't induce him to do enough of it getting yeah. him moving to his left is where it is dangerous for him because he will chuck it into traffic and you know unfortunately for Washington you know these weren't balls that were close to being intercepted but they were the type of passes they could be correct um, when no, he's moving to his right forget it with him like he doesn't make mistakes moving to his right so you know once he was going that direction it's close your eyes how bad is it going to be so bram let's close on this i am curious so to me like a lot last week a lot of talk was about a measuring stick game and and my what i said on the pod in the film review if you listen some of the stuff we're talking about now pass rush and the sacks i went over film review podcast earlier today so if you really want to kind of post-mortem on two key areas go listen to that but the measuring stick game, my point was I'm kind of tired of hearing that, get a measuring stick season. However, I think yeah. more than last week, to me, this is a little bit more of a measuring the quote-unquote measuring stick game because yeah. it's going to show, like they've talked a lot, but hey, this is going to show who you are. So how do you feel they'll respond this week? I, this is this is an early season week um, that um, I'm describing as, what are you going to do about it? Like, because that was really... That was one of the you know worst performances I've seen them in a while, you know, across the board, really, yeah. you know, like more so on the offense, obviously, and and Sam doing the things Snap he did. Was good, not going to win. win if he does stuff like that. So he's got to clearly be better, and hopefully we can give the patience and the time to allow it to happen. But overall, I think there is a, what are you going to do about it? Like, 
are are you going to do some things that maybe fool a very aggressive Philadelphia defense to make some plays to help your quarterback out? Can you protect a little bit better against a defensive line that's going to be more physical than the one you faced and equally as dangerous with, with the ability that they have on the edge with some of the rushers? Like, are you going to do something about this? You know, are you defensively, do you, are you going to be able to contain Hurts better? Um, the last time I checked, this running back they had has over 300 yards rushing over the last two weeks. So let's see if our edge contained rush defense is going to be there. You know, so this is really, regardless of the outcome, because obviously we should be concerned about who they're playing and where they're playing them and what happened last year and all the context of it and then coming off of this thing. Regardless of the outcome, it can't look like that again, right? So you play them hard-nosed and you you come out on top incredible. You play a close game and you lose. There's nothing to be you know ashamed about. What are you going to do about it, though? Like Because it can't look like that again. Because next thing you know, you're playing a game three days later and you're still back up in the on the chalkboard again. So this is a big week just to kind of show their metal, shake it off, just forget it. No Taylor Swift pun on purpose there. Shake it off and show that that's not you. That's all. I mean, like realistically, that's not, and I mean, across the board, that's not yeah. you. And I'll be interested to see what it is because honestly, like the Rivera history here is, they do shake these things off and they may lose the next week, but they don't look like that again. No, so no. I'm hoping that that's the case up in Philadelphia. I agree. They've been a resilient team for the last couple of years. I think, and we talked about this last week, they're resilient with a better quarterback than I think they've had, but this is where I like, I really, really enjoy process. And so I'm curious, like if you're, if you're in the process of building a good team, a good organization, then you learn a lot about the guy like this, whether it's Sam Howell or the team in general, that I think you're going to learn a lot. And that's what I'm curious to see is what do we see? I mean, I, I still think Sam Howell's going to be a good quarterback, I, you know, but he's got to go through a lot. He's got to go through this. It's all part of it. And so how does he come back? So I think that's going to be as a reporter or somebody who likes to analyze this, I think it's going to be fun to watch. How does he respond as well? And not just, you know, it's everybody, but I am particular in, in with him but I have faith. I, I believe that like this kid's going to handle his job well, and that's what you want. So yeah. we'll see. Well, one thing I would say to this is, and this is important because you're you're part of the net, you're the local media, but you're really part of the national media too. And I think you'll understand this and get what I'm saying. I think here's the really good thing that happened to them this week. One, the national media doesn't think much of them. Two, they thought Buffalo would beat them anyway. The score doesn't really flip them out like it would locally to all of us who are watching it really closely. And because of some of the results that happened on Sunday, Dallas losing to Arizona, Jacksonville getting blown out by Houston, 70 put up by Miami, Baltimore losing at home to the Colts. Like we're fifth, sixth, seventh on the rundown and don't even make it. So the national media is not having this large conversation like we are. And I hope that they appreciate that. Now, on the other side of that, I'd like them, this team to be in a position where they earn that type of scrutiny and respect so hopefully in the next you know however many weeks months years we're in there where a loss like this gets scrutinized like this but the good news for them is this no one's sitting around getting on them because they don't have time for it because of everybody else here's a chance for them to get themselves back in the national conversation not just bounce back but get back into a national conversation by going up there and ending that team's undefeated season for the second year in a row on their field you go do something like that and you flip the script immediately and what are we going to be talking about next tuesday night how great everything was you know and this will all be forgotten but it's on them so that's what this week is what are you going to do about it because you can't do anything about what's in the past. There's a tremendous amount that need to be changed. Show me you can do it. And if they do do it, 
no beer on the plane, at least none visible on Instagram, if you remember that. So anyways, Bram, thanks a lot for joining me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and joining us here. Again, I'll be back on Thursday with Logan Paulson talking about what's going on with protection, what can be done to help the protection, and Fridays, Friday night, Saturday morning, keys and predictions for the Eagles game on Sunday. Thanks a lot for joining me, and talk to you next time.